Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain Podcast, Season 1, Episode 15, How to Complete All 296 Nintendo 64 Games. Let's get to the podcast. We have another legendary guest with us this evening. As I record this in the evening before I publish this podcast, but it may be a different time of day for you. So I have to take that into account. But the bottom line is Dark Horse joins Bottom of the Smash Mountain for an awesome interview. He was great to have on, and I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation that we have. So let's just jump into it. And by the way, if that sounds like Philip DeFranco, that sort of was Philip DeFranco. Should I try it again? So anyways, clickety-clack that like button. Then let's just... uh, No, that doesn't sound good. Let's just uh, just do the interview. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today I'm very happy to have on Jason Dark Horse Brody. And Dark Horse, how are we doing today? How are you doing? Hey, everybody. I'm I'm doing all right. Just uh, relaxing on a... uh... Another another Super Bowl Sunday where I have to sit there and root against Tom Brady. That is the best mentality you could have said. I love rooting against Tom Brady also. I mean, everyone likes to talk about how the last year has been crazy, but some things still stay the same. Yes, when he appeared in the NFC Championship game, I, I saw a lot of tweets and other social media kind of comparing him to LeBron James, how they both within the span of a year uh, went to their other conference in their respective leagues and then still appeared in a championship game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how fair of a comparison. I mean, basketball and football are different, but we yeah, don't have to yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty different, but I, I, I totally get the comparisons. So I wanted to ask a few questions about your origin story, how you got into content creation and, and Nintendo 64, that, that would be what you primarily make videos about on your YouTube. You have videos like of you, I guess there are stream re-uploads of you playing through every single N64 game. And I know you haven't finished yet, but that's one of the things that you're working on. But yeah, if you just want to start from the beginning and, Take as much time as you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Nintendo sixty four came out when I was in middle school. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in I'm in my thirties, so that was uh, you know, the that was like that the thing then. And um, it's funny enough, like I had a great time playing it and everything growing up. You know, all the the Goldeneye and Tony Hawk and and Mario Kart and everything and Smash. But then you know, two thousand one GameCube came out, and uh, I basically didn't touch it. After that, uh, it wasn't until I went to college and, um, you know, left the newer console uh, at home with my brothers and took the N64 with me that I uh, started playing it again. Um, and from there, you know, I, I just kept playing all the old games and uh, I didn't have any money so in college. So, uh, yeah, I just kept playing old games. And uh, years and years later, um, through a, a very roundabout story, uh, I ended up in the uh, competitive Smash Brothers community in like uh, late 2014. And um, 
I I started doing streams and stuff because uh, no one else was doing it. Uh, we just didn't have anybody doing it, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess I'll do it. Um, so that that's kind of where it all came from was just the fact that no one was doing it, and I felt like we we needed it. And then I, I just got really into it. Like I, I've always been a little creative, so yeah, I just kind of taught myself how all this stuff worked with video editing and, and graphic design and everything. And yeah, I just got into it. And uh, and then one day in hell, what was it, 2018, 2017? I don't remember anymore. But I was like, that'd be pretty cool if uh, I beat all the N64 games. So I just I just started working on that, and uh, it's been it's been quite the journey. Uh, I'm actually on the literal halfway mark right now. I am on game 148 out of 296, and, it, it's, and so, not, it's not a good one. <laughs> uh, okay, what game are you currently working on for the N64? It is World Driver Championship, um, which is for for me and my viewers is just another racing game. But uh, unfortunately, it's also like a 20-hour game. Uh, really? I mean, yeah, pro you know, props to the developers here for making a racing game with that much content. I mean, if you're, if, you know, if you're a kid in the 90s and you like racing games and you got this one, the, the championship mode is massive. I mean, you, it's got to take you a long time. Um, and there's like a storyline and, you know, you like join and leave different teams and, and upgrade your car and stuff. So like it's got a lot of content. But as someone that's trying to uh, beat all of these in a reasonable amount of time, like, yo, screw you, man. <laughs> <finish> this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll finish it probably, hopefully the next time I stream. And yeah, it's it's going to hit the 20 hour mark. Wow, that yeah. is that's a long YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And like it's it's crazy to think that uh hitting the 20 hour mark just gets into my top 3 longest games I've played so far. Top 3 games for N64 for or N64, or lifetime? yeah, for mm -hmm. this specific challenge, yeah. And do you remember which one was the longest? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Turok 2 Seeds of Evil. It took me 30 and a half hours. Um, these uh, the, the first person shooter games have taken like a disproportionate amount of the time of this challenge just because like they're usually pretty long. And if you've never played it before, like if this is your first time playing the game, there's a lot of exploring you have to do and a lot of trial and error. So they just they can just take a while. Like, I loved Turok, too. I thought it was a great game, but it did take me 30 hours. <laughs> and 30 hours to complete one game out of nearly 300, and you're just like, I could probably have yeah. played, like, maybe three games by now. Yeah, to give you an idea, the shortest game I played took me under five minutes to beat. No way. What game was that? It was Bio Freaks. It's a fighting game that is not good. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be very deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any any fighting game, if you like, are really good at it, you can beat it incredibly fast because they they just don't have 
that much going as far as like a, a story mode, you know, it's usually like win the tournament and it's over. You know, you think about Mortal Kombat, like, yeah, you just beat that that tower of, of bad guys and, and that's it. The game's over. So some of, so, the, some of the fighters are pretty quick. Thus far, what do you think that the Nintendo 64 has has done the best? I think I know the answer already, but I'll let you I'll let you go. Has done the best. Wow. Um, I mean, just it was it's hard to kind of describe what what it was like when these games came out if you weren't like at that age when they came out you know like growing up with a, a super nintendo and an intellivision and then getting the n64 and ha- and all of a sudden having your games not not just 3d graphics but in a 3d space was such a big deal um it, it, like just being able to like roam around in any direction you want. Like, I mean, playing still Mario 64 is like just one of the craziest things to ever come out. Uh, <laughs> just, just because of that, you know, you play, you play so much Mario world and Mario three and Mario two. And, and then you get that. And it was just like mind blowing. Um, but like, I, I mean, that had to be what the N64 did best were these like 3d adventure games. Um, kind of a sleeper though that a lot of people wouldn't expect another thing that the N64 did well as far as the games they put out were racing games there are a lot and there are some bad ones but there are a lot of good ones um, and a lot that people aren't as familiar with you know once you get past Mario Kart and and Diddy Kong Racing there are other good racing games uh, that are a lot of fun and What's then, the one? Sorry, I no, it's fine. You. I was going to say it also, uh, but everyone knows this: wrestling games. You know, for myself, I've actually never played an N sixty four wrestling game, and I, no wrestling game ever because I, I can't get into that. But maybe yeah, I should check it out. Fighting, they're just fighting games. It's just a different genre of fighting games. Gotcha. But, uh, probably the. I mean, WWF No Mercy and Virtual Pro Wrestling. 2 which is a japanese game are pretty highly regarded as some of the best wrestling games of all time and they they came out on the n64 well there you go that's a w the (laughs) the only other racing games i played besides the one that you named we had this one called overdrive i think oh my uh, god overdrive there's there's yeah, yeah, I think that's the one where there's a car with teeth in the in the picture on the cartridge. Am I getting that right? Um, I don't know about that one. I'm going to look it up right now. But Top Gear Overdrive. Um, so I have like a spreadsheet with all of yes, that is that is the correct game by the way. Okay. Um, I have this spreadsheet with a, with a lot of information about the games I've played and I I have a bunch of lists where I rank games, you know, like my longest games or best adventure most unique just like whatever i could think of um because yay content but one of the one of the lists i have is worst soundtrack and there is only one thing on that list and it is top gear overdrive <laughs> so i don't i don't remember soundtrack. liking the music so that that makes sense it's, it's been all a while. by this one band and I, I can't remember the name but it's just like kind of standard you know, like not very good 90s rock 
slash not eh, it's hard it's technically probably metal but it uh it's so badly compressed in that game it just sounds terrible <laughs> and there's only like five songs so you're playing that game for who knows how many hours and it's just the same thing and it's not good but for yeah. me, uh, I was born, so I was born in 95, so I'll be turning 26 this year. And Nintendo 64, that was the first system I, I, I remember playing. And you couldn't get me to play anything else. I, I loved playing on the Nintendo 64. The games that I played, you know, like the usual Smash and Mario Kart, Ocarina of Time. But I never actually got into Super Mario 64. And I think the reason why was because I played Ocarina of Time first, like as a kid. Hmm. And Mario, Mario 64, that came out first. So do you think that that might be part of it? Or is it just because... Because I've liked the other Mario games, like it's, it's uh, Galaxy and so on. Like, what does playing Ocarina first, how does that affect your opinion of Mario? For me, it's, it's, it's because I feel like I can't do as much. There's not as much freedom to, to move around and to do, like, do actions with, with the character. Like with Link, once you get all the equipment and everything, you just have like, so many items and everything, and I, I love that. True. You, you do have a lot of abilities, but I would say that with Mario, you actually have way more freedom in movement. And I understand what you mean with the, yeah, that, like all the jumps and slides and everything, yeah. And like wall jumping and, and the, like the areas that you can access just with what you're given at the very beginning is, is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could see that if, you, if you're like, I want all of my special abilities and my items and my equipment. If like that's the kind of thing you are interested in, then yeah, it's going to be... Uh, not as not probably not as fun to uh, to go to like a Mario after you know like this big open world RPG game. And in all fairness, like I like I like I said, Mario sixty four was and is still a fun game to play. I just never got into it as much, especially yeah, after playing Dude, Ocarina I, of Time myself. I I never played a Zelda game until twenty twenty. Oh, what was your first Zelda game? I, I played Zelda 1, uh, the first one, on my flight to Japan. So that was, uh, that was pretty fun because being on the plane for that long, like obviously I have a lot of time to play the game. But there's also no internet, right? So when I'm stuck and I don't know what to do or I don't know where to go, I just have to figure it out. <laughs> so it was kind of like you know, going back in time a little bit. You know, I'm like drawing out the map on like a little piece of paper. And yeah, it was a it was a pretty fun experience. So like I played Zelda one and Zelda two because I wanted to have a little bit of background before I played Ocarina of Time, because that was a game I had coming up on on N64. So I wanted to at least have played a Zelda game before I played that one. Yeah, because that was like also part of the big jump. Of course, you have the overhead camera style for Zelda 1, and they did that for Link to the Past as well. But then with Ocarina of Time, it was like in the same way that Mario 64 was when all those games became 3D and like a 3D world, everybody was just blown away. And those games are still fun to play today. So they were very well made. Oh, and yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and 
people like them so much that like I, I just did a stream last weekend where I only played ROM hacks. And some of these Ocarina of Time hacks, I mean, people are building completely new games just on the, you know, the same engine. So same physics and everything. And but it's a new story. They're adding new items. There's new temples. I mean, it's a new game. And I love that, that, that aspect so much of what I've come to discover about the N64 community in, in, more, in more recent times. I haven't really delved into all the ROM hacks as much as I should have because once I started playing Smash Remix, which is a ROM hack of Smash 64, they add stages and characters and, and more recently items. So that's really cool. Uh, shout outs to the Smash Remix team. But oh, yeah, they're, they're great. With the... Uh, wait, hold on a second. Now that I'm thinking about it, are you somewhat involved with that development team, or yeah, just more? Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm a uh, play tester. I I do the uh, the release trailers. Um, I, um, I don't I don't like build stages or, or new characters or anything, but I, um, I'm I, I definitely help out. And that's really cool that you that you do that. I mean, you're one of those people because of all the content that you've made and what you're doing with the playing through all the N64 games, you're much more qualified than the average person to say, uh, yeah, maybe this, this, this move shouldn't do this much damage or whatever. So for yeah, playtesting. I, mean, I, I just, so, just so people are a little bit informed, the people, the, the, the devs that are working on Smash Remix, I mean, the, the, lead, the lead two devs um, are in the competitive Smash community. Um, you know, one of them uh, has traveled to a bunch of tournaments. They're they're a very good player. Um, I mean, they're both good players. Um, one of them has competed on a, on a pretty high level, and, um, and and some of the other people that are involved in the like the character development process um, as far as move set and frame data and that kind of stuff. I mean, these are all these are all people that are involved in the competitive community for the most part. So it's 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 not just like some random people that are like throwing moves out there. Every everything is designed so that it fits in the game for the most part. Even when there are slightly new mechanics that are introduced in remix, um it's still it still is meant to feel like it belongs in the game, and that's something that I've that I've seen very clearly. I've played Smash sixty four on and off for like ever, you know, ever since I can remember. And when I first heard about Smash Remix, I thought this is like almost too good to be true. I was like, you can't actually play this on console, but getting an EverDrive and figuring all that out. It brings me so much joy to play the game that I love so much that I would have happily played with nine stages and the, the original 12 characters, but having more content added on and how it feels like it was sort of in its own way meant to be a part of the game. I, I can tell that the, that the entire development team takes that very seriously, that it's not just a, you know what, let's, let's, let's do this, like, for no reason. There, there's a lot of thought, there's a lot of care put into that particular ROM hack. I yeah. think it's, and from I mean, what even, I know, it's like... like new characters, than... like, their moves and their, their victory poses and their taunts and their different, like, 
random animations you don't even think about, a lot of this stuff is pulled from source material. Like it's pulled from other games or, or a freaking cartoon or something. Like the most of the stuff that's put in for these new characters is pulled from somewhere else as far as inspiration goes. They're not just arbitrarily like, well, I, I think Bowser should do this. Because, you know, there's there's probably people who would say, yeah, let's have Bowser do something like just like that's not quote unquote canon. But like taking inspiration from the games that the characters have appeared in. That's I mean, that's how that's how Hal Laboratories, that's how Sakurai yeah. and, and his uh, development and, team. And work. I'm not saying that this character is going to be put in the game at all. I'm just using him as an example because people are familiar with him. But if Sonic mm-hmm. were to be added to the Smash remix, like his moves and his animations and things are going to be pulled from basically all of his games there might be a nod to sonic 06 and sonic 2 and and adventure battle like all of these there there's going to be something from basically everywhere so it's just it's just great they that that team and it's a big team um they've just they've done so much and it's the game is awesome absolutely i didn't want to get you too uh entrenched with uh with the, like development questions or anything yeah, like yeah. that. so <laughs> shout outs to the smash remix discord y'all need to calm down with these requests but the <laughs> the the smash remix uh rom hack that's of course probably one of the gold standards of, of rom hacks that are known for for nintendo 64 but to your point you were doing a stream last weekend where you were doing all kinds of all kinds of different rom hacks and you probably, I mean, I didn't get a chance to catch the stream myself, but how many were you able to go through? And, and what's one that comes to mind that you really enjoyed? Um, let's see. I probably made it through like 10 or so. Um, and, and they're all great. I, I would recommend every single one of them. Um, I didn't get to play all of the ones that I had written down because I tried to limit myself to like one per hour. Um, but like, they ranged from a completely cosmetic hack, like this one for Mario Kart, which was Dragon Ball Kart Z, where just everything was changed to Dragon Ball theme. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like the characters, the voices, the items, the, the courses, like it was all cosmetic. You, you could play the game exactly how you would play Mario Kart 64, and it would feel exactly the same but it would look completely different. And that was, that was really fun. Um, so that was an example of something that's like a just purely cosmetic hack, which for the most part, I don't really care about. Like, <laughs> I don't need to play Mario 64 where Mario is swapped with Luigi. Like, I, I don't care. Um, but games like Goldfinger, where they took Goldeneye and made a completely new game out of it, new story like new guns everything it's a new game um that i'm all for it same with like legend of zelda the missing link or um master of time those are two ocarina hacks that were it's just a completely new story for the ocarina of time you know game um it's like those are awesome there are banjo kazooie ones like the jiggies of time or the Bear Waker, um, obviously <laughs> Zelda inspired, um, but ba- but completely Banjo Kazooie games. Um, what were some other ones? Uh, there's some other Goldeneye ones like Spy Who Loved Me, and um, 
not tomorrow never dies when i'm trying to think of the other one actually that might be it but those aren't those aren't done yet there's only like a couple levels in each one uh they're the mario rom hacks like last impact and star road which really only work on emulator but are amazing and if you like mario 64 you should check those out uh and then there was one that i kind of came out of nowhere it's it was called star fox 64 survival and i was like oh yay a Star Fox hack, like one of my favorite games on the console. But then you play it, and it's Fox has crash landed on an alien planet, and you have to defeat enemies every day to, you know, gain new powers and move on to the next day. It's a roguelike that is built on the Ocarina of Time engine, but you play as Fox. That so, is so cool. I think I was pretty interesting. I think I saw Snoop Plax's video on this because Snoop Plax is another content creator that goes over ROM hacks on, on his YouTube channel. So shout outs to Snoop Plax, but who also helps on Smash Remix. That's awesome. And that's actually how I first heard about Smash Remix, if I'm being honest. I'm pretty sure it was a Snoop Plax YouTube video. So appreciate the work that he does as well. It's awesome. But the, all, of, all of this, all of these ROM hacks t- on top of what i already feel are like really great games for nintendo 64 like there's a solid like 10 15 games that you could just for me anyway and and you probably feel the same way you could just come back to over and over again that it's partially the nostalgic thing i would imagine and and how there are people out there there's communities that still show a lot of love to the game not just through rom hacks but just through content creation like fan art everything uh, remixes of music like all of that uh, is really cool for a, a system that was I, I don't know it wasn't the most popular system in its generation i think that was probably the was like, it the ps1 it, it yeah i think ps1 out ended up outselling n64 but it also came out first um but as far as the like family console i mean n64 supported four players so that was that 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 was a big deal deal. um so that i mean just all like the hours and hours like playing goldeneye with people like four player like that was the coolest thing um even games like bomberman like you play with four people i mean someone out there is like you could play four player bomberman on super nintendo yeah (laughs) I know, but <laughs> it, I, I think that um, is what really sold it for a lot of people is, was the, the multiplayer aspect, you know, Mario Party, the GoldenEye, the, the cart, all that stuff. I mean, that's what I, I, I keep coming back to uh, Smash 64 the most, but I've played through Ocarina of Time uh, more times than I would care to say. It's all, and then the games that I... All, you, you mentioned Mario Kart 64 and Star Fox 64. Star Fox 64, if I had just been a little bit more patient, I could have really like actually got into that game more than I had. But I, I think I got frustrated with like some of the, some some of the requirements that you would have to get to get to the bonus planets. And I got to all of them at some point, but... I, I remember being really frustrated with it. We, we had the uh, we had the original on Super Nintendo, so going and if, and if you've ever played that, it's not an easy game. 
so then going going to 64 it was like oh man this i mean first of all the game's amazing uh i think it's the visuals are great i think it's one of the best soundtracks on the entire console um but it was, it's so much easier <laughs> but we i we, have never played again. a game like all the medals and everything and you unlock like the little you could run around as people and in, in versus mode that was pretty fun yeah and i never actually got to unlocking those characters i have to admit that i never got to the multiplayer where you could play as slippy and fox and falco peppy they're, they're broken <laughs> <laughs> they're completely overpowered <laughs> that's fair if you go to the work to get that all done and yeah. like i said i never did myself with that particular achievement I, I was just happy to get to all the planets and beat the real um andros at the end yeah, I, man, I love that game. It's so good. So then, yeah, I guess I, to to sort of start to wrap up, I uh, appreciate your time. The, I guess, uh, I guess we could try to maybe perhaps talk about a couple of different ways to sort of talk about like what a what an what an all time favorite would be regarding the N sixty four. And I know that's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to, to 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 talk about that kind of stuff. But um, what would you say? Maybe I can frame it like this. What would you say if you had to stop playing N64 for whatever reason, if you had to stop and five years go by and then you can start playing N64 again, what's the first game you're going to put in? Now, assuming that they keep working on the game, I'm probably going to plug in Smash Remix because who knows what they can do over five years. Yeah, but, uh, that would be my choice as well. <laughs> but if it's if it's we're talking about base games, and it's just me sitting down to play, it's probably going to be it's going to be either Goldeneye or Wave Race for me. Those are those are two of my favorite games. Um, and I can just kind of sit down and, and 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 just hop into it, um, just anytime. Uh, the those Goldeneye maps like the uh the the campaign missions and everything i mean i know those like the back of my hand um and then wave race uh another game with like an all-time great soundtrack um i can't even imagine how many hours i put into that game but i i just i really enjoy it um probably one that if i had to uh like pick a game that I think people should really play that I'm confident that most people haven't would be um, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. The, uh, the Mystical Ninja series has always been one of my favorites uh, starting from Super Nintendo. And they got two games on N64. And I think that it's just not, it just didn't get as popular in the US in North America for whatever reason. Um, but Mystical Ninja starring Goemon is like, it's really up there with Ocarina of Time as far as like a 3D adventure game on the N64. Definitely recommend it. Yeah, I, I, I might have heard the name before, but I've never tried it myself. So I'll definitely at least look into that. That sounds really cool. And you know, the, are we talking items or anything like that? Or It's a, it's a lot of um, you gain new members in your party and you can switch between them and they all they all eventually learn like a a specific magic ability that that lets you access certain areas um you have equipment upgrades there's even awesome. there's even a couple a couple parts in the game where you like hop into a gigantic mech and you have like a first person mech battle 
And, the, and another game with a really good soundtrack. Do you think? Do you think that Nintendo sixty four games have compared to other like generation consoles? So it's a big list, but the soundtrack for those N sixty four games uh, add up to other consoles, uh, newer uh, ones in particular. I think they're they're very good, um, but I still prefer overall the sixteen bit soundtracks uh, stuff from super nintendo mm-hmm. like i don't think a whole lot is going to beat like the Mega Man x franchise for me or like donkey kong country um or even even like super mario world uh i played a randomizer a while ago and i didn't realize like how nostalgic a lot of the music from super mario world was for me until i, I played it again it took me back but I do think N64 has some really great soundtracks. Um, it just depends on it depends on what you're into. You know, if, if you really prefer the 16-bit style, like nothing's going to really pull you away from those. Right. I think I saw somewhere recently that they actually found a way to like reverse the compression of 16-bit for Super Mario World. And I don't know if you were the one who shared that on your Twitter, but like no. I think I saw something like that, that there's like somebody or a group of people found a way to uncompress it into the original audio before it was put into Super Mario World for the SNES. Wow. I wonder if people will like that more or less. <laughs> I would imagine for you, maybe not, just because, like you said, if, if you like how the 16-bit style, yeah, I understand what you mean. A certain genre or a certain style of music, if you really like it, it, it is hard to get away from. Yeah. Was, even newer games that that emulate that style, like I don't know if you played The Messenger, but like, uh, no, I have not. I freaking love that soundtrack, man! It's so good. And uh, it, like the game is two parts; like it starts out in eight bit, and the music is also in eight bit. And then at some point, you go to the future, and you're in sixteen bit, and the music is upgraded to sixteen bit. Like it's the same songs, but they they upgraded. I know that's probably like a big part of it, but that also just feels like taking a deliberate choice like that. I love that kind of I love that kind of decision oh, making man, for a game. I'll have to check that out. Game. It's so good. That is that's one of the only games I've played in honestly in the last not 20 years. But we're getting there. In the last 15 years or so, I have probably played three to five new games as they as they came out like not counting world of warcraft because i've I've just played that one forever but like i played stick of truth i played borderland i've played uh the messenger and i've played uh far cry 3 i had to the main character's name was jason brody i couldn't not play the game like (laughs) That makes sense. Like, <laughs> it put me in a game. I had to play it. Um, but when I saw the messenger, um, when I saw like trailers for it and everything, I was like, holy crap, this is exactly, exactly what I wanted. They just, a bunch of people just made a game that belonged in the mid 90s and they released it now. And uh, it's sort of a, it's almost like a step further than, and I don't mean, I don't mean this in a demeaning way to people who, who, change around like the rom hacks i mean but if an original game like could be for it could be done like with a 
new engine or whatever. I don't know how possible that is for N64, but just that somebody wanted to make a game that was sort of like a throwback, but also like a, an entirely new original game. I really like that. I, and I can't, I feel bad. I haven't heard of this game. I, I should really check it out. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I think it, it, it kind of got overshadowed by Celeste as far as indie games goes. Um, so you may have just missed it, but uh, yeah, it, definitely worth definitely worth checking out. And I mean, they see, I, I've been saying this for for years now. Uh, one that as these indie games have gotten more and more popular, I, I think it's in part because people my age that grew up with these games are now the ones making games. So they just want to make games that were like the ones that they played and really enjoyed, but like slightly updated, you know? So it's, it's, it's why we're getting games like Celeste and, and the Messenger and all of these ROM hacks and stuff like that is like, yeah, we really like the games we grew up playing. So let's just keep making more like that. And I am not objecting at all. I love that. Yeah, me neither, dude. <laughs> it's totally cool with it. I, I, don't, I don't need 8K graphics. Like... <laughs> I mean, let's see. I can't even off the top of my head. I'm having a hard time thinking about. Okay, so I I, I got Ultimate, like Smash Ultimate. So that's probably like the newest game that I bought. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the newest yeah, game. Yeah, I, I did, I did, I did play it a little bit uh, when it came out, but that's like kind of it. How about that buffer system, though? Dude, it's like just unreal. Uh, I I just there's 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 a few things. I mean, what drove me nuts at the very beginning was how I couldn't hold shield and fall through a platform like it just seems like a small <laughs> thing but it's a big deal basic piece of movement from the original game that you can't do and it, it's like it really I, I felt so limited playing the game i was like ah, i'm not into this yeah and while we're while we're here i'll also say for my part the first thing that when it first happened, when I tried to run through another character and you just push them instead, I got so angry. I was like, I'm, I can't believe I bought this game, but See, that it's really fine. That doesn't bother me that much. I, I don't think that's a huge part of, <laughs> of the meta in 64. It's like running through people. Um, so I mean, like it, I just didn't, that didn't feel like as big of a deal to me, but I, I can see, uh, how how people were like you know not very happy about it i mean it's halfway it's halfway the idea of oh, it's not the same but it's also like i think i like running through uh people that i play and it's mostly my brother my younger brother and i we play smash remix a lot i think i just like doing that sometimes just to mess with him yeah. it's not <laughs> quite as good as i am so i don't i can't imagine that i'd be able to get away with like you know playing against you or or frey or um, yeah like Jaime HR, so I totally, I totally forgot. I did play Dragon Ball Fighters when it came out. Dragon Ball like, Fighters, yeah, that game was awesome. I, I played it for like for months. Uh, I had a really good time with that game. But in the end, it's it's coming back to to N sixty four and like uh, the more yeah. nostalgic yeah. games, right? Fair, for me, it is kind of hard for me to get into uh, put a lot of time into a new game. Um, like one, yeah, I, I play WoW, so that, that's always going to take up like a chunk of time. But also, um, I'm I have so many games I need to beat, you know, for this thing 
that's like, well, yeah, I could play these new games, but I really need to beat freaking World Driver Championship. Like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so someday, someday I'll be able to just play whatever. And again, it'll be it'll be nice. And when you get to the end of it, what or I don't know how fair it is of me to ask you, like, how are you going to celebrate? But like, have you thought at all about that? Like getting through all 296 games? Um, as far as celebrating, I, I don't really have like special plans or anything. You know, it'd be cool if like, so the last game is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, which fun fact came out after the GameCube. Um, it would be cool if since it's the last game, if I could like do it on like a GDQ or something, you know, it's like uh, that would be that would be cool. Um, but outside of that, I really don't have any plans for what I'm going to like if I'm going to celebrate or anything like that. I do. There are some things I want to do when I'm done. I, I'm, I'm very excited for um, all the lists I'm going to be able to make. Like, I will have I will have played enough of every game on the console to make a N sixty four sports game tier list, an N sixty four racing game tier. Like, I can do all of these things. I, I I will I will have enough knowledge to objectively rank the entire system. Like, that's cool. Um, I, I'm kind of a nerd with like numbers and stuff like that and spreadsheets. So that that that'll be fun. And that'll make a lot of great content as well because, you know, you'll be able to play games that you've been looking forward to playing that are outside of the Nintendo 64, but it is almost never over because even when you get through that, there's the ROM hacks and then there's all these tier lists that need to be made. Oh, yeah, there's, there, there's so much. Like, the, I'm going to be putting out more content when I'm done than I am while I'm beating all the games. Because I won't have to worry about spending time on beating the games anymore. <laughs> yeah, you've you you had alluded to uh, making notes for for every game that you've played, and just sort of you know just having like kind of like the, the fast facts maybe for, yeah, for all the ones you played through. Recommendations for every game. Um, I have my my like top twenty lists for longest and shortest, and best adventure, best story, best soundtrack. You know, I have my worst sports game list and my best racing game list and my hardest game list. Like I have all of these different lists that I I made up to kind of one, give people something to look at because it's kind of interesting. But two, it'll help me uh, when I have to go back and, and think about these things. And so the that's sort of the uh, that'll help you. Like in my mind, it'll help you just kind of recall everything because you you, you 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 won't forget like a ton. But there are enough games. <laughs> like yeah, even I, naming them off the top of your head would probably be a somewhat of a challenge. Or do you yeah, think you could? Sometimes I get games mixed up. I'm like, was that Top Gear Rally or was that Multi Racing Championship? Like you know, like which Formula One game was that? So it, it definitely uh, like having everything on video is nice because I can always go back and and look and be like, oh yeah, okay, that was this game. Right. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and wrap up here? I want you to uh, just tell everybody where they can find you uh, on your socials and like where you are on Twitch and YouTube and all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, so I I do all the streams on Twitch. Um, that's a uh, it's that's a dark horse is uh the handle for everything for Twitch for YouTube for Twitter. Um, but if you if you can't remember that, you can definitely remember uh, n64.tv. That'll just redirect you to my Twitch, and uh, yeah, can't forget that one. So you can you can find me on n64.tv um, for the streams. All the streams get uploaded to YouTube. So if you're really into uh, watching a 27-hour playthrough of Ocarina of Time, you can do that there. And uh, I also, when I, whenever I stream um, Smash Brothers tournaments, uh, the videos I upload to the YouTube as well. Awesome. So everybody, go check those out. You can also find them in the description of this podcast episode. So one more time, Dark Horse, thank you for being on. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. You should check out the Team Acania Twitter to see a new announcement that they made, video and pictures. Mario has a cape now. Y'all just going to have to deal with it. Mario's got a cape. Let's go. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your day slash morning slash evening slash midnight snack. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof. woof woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Say. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.